Hi everyone and welcome to Truth Over News. In a sudden reversal, the World Health Organization now admits that the COVID-19 virus might well have come out of a Wuhan lab. In a lengthy new report, the organization claims that the lab leak theory is plausible and that it needs to be studied. The U-turn comes after two previous WHO reports roundly dismissed the lab leak theory. Unsurprisingly, the Chinese Communist Party is already crying foul, issuing a statement claiming that the lab leak theory is a false claim concocted by anti-China forces for political purposes. It has nothing to do with science. The first World Health Organization report from early in the pandemic boldly declared that COVID-19 is a zoonotic virus, an absolutely 100% natural virus that somehow jumped from animals to humans, most likely at the Wuhan seafood market. The possibility of a lab leak wasn't even mentioned in the first report. Then came the second World Health Organization report in March of last year. It devoted less than one page out of a total of 120 pages to the possibility of a lab leak, which it dismissed as extremely unlikely. So what changed? How come the World Health Organization is now on board with the real possibility and even likelihood that the virus came out of a Wuhan lab? In truth, nothing new has been learned in terms of science or data. What has changed is the narrative. When the first two reports came out, you could still get banned from social media for merely voicing the possibility of a lab leak. Now even the corporate media admits that a lab leak is very possible. Thus, perhaps the most important reason for the shift in the World Health Organization's stance is public perception. The proverbial dam was only breached in May of 2021 when former New York Times science writer Nicholas Wade came out in favor of the lab leak theory. He hadn't discovered anything new. All he had done was to put together the many obvious arguments for a lab leak that the corporate media and the DC establishment had suppressed. And because of his New York Times background, the same newspaper that has been breathlessly pushing the natural origin theory, he was taken seriously. Wade wrote his article after the first two World Health Organization reports had been published. The public perception at the time of those two reports was largely in line with the official line that the virus came out of nature and jumped species, a line that had originally been conceived and pushed by Anthony Fauci. While, as mentioned, the first World Health Organization report did not even mention any lab, let alone a lab leak, the second report dismissed the lab leak theory as extremely unlikely. Notably, and this really shows how poorly informed the public was at the time, that second report used the completely discredited proximal origin paper as the basis for its conclusions, not anything that the WHO's team had seen or learned in China. As had already been exposed online at the time, the proximal origin paper was an advocacy hit piece completely detached from scientific reality. In fact, Proximal Origin's conclusions did not even match its own analysis as Professor Roland Wiesendanger so impressively showed in early 2021. 
But even before the World Health Organization had even tasked its second investigation, scientists such as Rosanna Segreto and Yuri Dagan had already conclusively shown that a lab leak was a real possibility. But all these voices were ignored. As we found out through Freedom of Information Act email releases in June of 2021 as well as earlier this year, the reason these voices were ignored was that Fauci and his boss Francis Collins, together with a small group of scientists, had conspired behind the scenes to aggressively push the natural origin theory while at the same time denouncing anyone who did not toe the line as a crackpot conspiracy theorist. It was this group that originated the proximal origin paper that was used by the media as well as by the WHO's second investigation to completely dismiss the notion of a lab leak. So now we have a third World Health Organization report and for the first time it acknowledges that a lab leak is entirely possible. It was drafted by the organization's scientific advisory group for the origins of novel pathogens or SAGO. SAGO was conceived last year after the second WHO investigative group was essentially exposed as a fraud when its leader, Peter Ben Embrek, admitted to a Danish TV crew who were filming a fly on the wall documentary that his group had been pressured by the Chinese Communist Party not to talk about the lab leak theory at all. After a tense 48-hour negotiation, CCP officials allowed Embrek to mention the lab leak, but only if he said it was extremely unlikely. In other words, it was the CCP who put that language in the report, not the WHO. Embrek also told the Danish team that it was entirely possible or even likely that the virus came out of a lab, noting that China doesn't allow for those sorts of things to be said out loud. The CCP also insisted that there would be no more studies into that topic. That part of the agreement, if we can call it that, has now been supplanted by the WHO's third investigation. In fact, Jean-Claude Maniguera, who chairs the third investigation, admitted in media interviews just this week that some scientists might be allergic to the idea of investigating the lab leak theory. We know those allergic scientists included Fauci's group who were lavishly showered with US taxpayer money dispensed by Fauci, but they also include people from the WHO's third investigative team, as is revealed by a very interesting footnote in the new report. The footnote states that three members of the team, Vladimir Dedkov, Carlos Morel and Yang Gui Yang not only did not agree with the lab leak scenario, they did not even agree to put in the report that the possibility of a lab leak should be evaluated. Laughably, their stated reason was that there was no new scientific evidence to question the conclusion of the WHO's second investigative report. They somehow forgot that there is extremely damning evidence to question that report, namely that its author, Peter Ben Emberich, later confessed that the natural origin theory was forced on him by CCP operatives. Unsurprisingly, all three men have reasons to be forgetful. Yang is China's representative in the group. Dedkov is Russia's representative. Russia, of course, being China's new best friend. 
And Morel has a massive undeclared conflict of interest, specifically that he is a co-applicant together with Peter Daszak and Gao Fu for $1.2 billion from the Global Virome Project. Daszak, of course, is the president of EcoHealth, who helped Fauci bypass the gain-of-function moratorium by outsourcing the work to China. Gao Fu is the head of China's CDC equivalent. Given these kinds of team members, it is perhaps surprising that the WHO report specifically recommends assessing the possibility of the introduction of SARS-CoV-2 to the human population through a breach in biosafety and biosecurity measures through a laboratory incident. Perhaps even more surprising, the WHO report specifically states that key pieces of data are not yet available for a complete understanding of how the COVID-19 pandemic began. The report then calls on China to provide those key pieces of data that have thus far not been forthcoming, including data on early cases from 2019, data from 233 Wuhan medical institutions, and influenza-like illness data from well before the official start of the pandemic, even going so far as to demand data from pharmacy purchases in the run-up to the pandemic. The report also delves into the issue of retrospective studies about the pre-pandemic spread of COVID-19 outside of China. That is significant because if there were early cases in Europe and elsewhere, as the WHO's report suggests, this would facilitate pinpointing when the spread started in Wuhan. For instance, if there were cases elsewhere in November, then the pandemic could not have started at the Wuhan seafood market in December, a theory that is still being pushed by parts of the corporate media and by Fauci's group, despite even the Chinese side having given up on it. The report also mentions, albeit only once, the relevance of seroprevalence studies. Seroprevalence means the percentage of individuals in a population who have antibodies to an infectious agent. Seroprevalence is an important indicator of natural emergence. Natural origin activists have pointed to a study that showed zero seroprevalence among more than 32,000 blood samples in Wuhan from before December 2019, claiming that that showed that the virus was not widely circulating. But they missed the point. In fact, they are making the argument for a lab leak, which results in a sudden insertion of a virus into a community. When we look at the two previous viruses of natural origin, the 2003 SARS outbreak and the 2012 MERS outbreak, there was huge seroprevalence in the community. In Hong Kong, the rate was 2% of the adult population. That means that 2% of the population had been exposed to a SARS-like virus already. A MERS study found seroprevalence rates of 3 to 5%. These figures increased dramatically to up to 40% when the studies are limited to exposed workers, such as wild animal workers. Ironically, one of those early seroprevalence studies into the original SARS virus was done by Shi Zheng Li, the director of the Wuhan lab at the center of the COVID-19 leak scenario. The complete absence of such long-term exposure to SARS-CoV-2 suggests that there was a sudden event. In other words, a virus that was already optimized for humans that suddenly emerged from a lab. 
While the World Health Organization's report is said to be preliminary, it is encouraging that they have started to venture away from politics and back to science. And despite some overly diplomatic phrasing, the big takeaway from this new report is that the CCP is no longer fully in charge and clearly has less influence over the third investigation than it did over the last two. Thanks for joining us in today's episode of Truth Over News. Real investigations, real analysis, no narratives.